What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome back to another episode of the What the Fanboy Show. I am here, Brett, with my co-hosts, Tyler. Yo. And Turtle Turtle Luke. Am I turtly enough for the Turtle Club? An excellent question as we start off 2024. I'm in the purple people turtle turtles. <laughs> Happy New Year, first off, to both of you um, and our listeners watchers if you're uh, if you're hanging out with us live tonight happy new year yo 2024 it's officially here it is every year that seems to creep up on us and faster and faster every year we are constantly surprised but we're not here to talk about 2024 because because there... we're here to talk about how freaking cold it is in Brett's Antarctic basement <laughs> Tyler, what are your thoughts on the temperature of my uh, my office space here? I'd rather it feel like this than being hot. Um, I also just don't think it's that bad. Well, thank you. I'm I'm I want it to be I'm hot you. and sweaty in this. Eesh. If I'm not sweating halfway through this episode talking about movies and games, it's not then you're doing it wrong. We're not we're not doing it right. Luke. We should cancel the show. <laughs> What I'm hearing from Luke stains and stank. <laughs> what I'm hearing from Luke is that we what we really need to do is um, get him a little personal space heater over there so that the there entire show will just hear a that or it'll like short out yeah. and the power will go out. <laughs> just just kills the entire stream. <laughs> oh. Oh, Baroque over in the chat. I haven't seen you guys since last year. <laughs> Um, insert the Ray Liotta laughing in Goodfellas gif. Baroque, it's good to see you, or see your text. <laughs> see your text, too. Um, yeah, we weren't going to let the, the, the holiday stop. Well, the only holiday we let stop us is Was Christmas. Christmas. Only one. Only by one day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's be real. We didn't really let it stop us. No. Not at Just all. Just delayed us. Not yeah. at all. We are an inevitable. <laughs> Dude, you just destroyed out the universe. What an idiot. What a <laughs> fool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but we're not going to be talking too much about 2024 yet. We've got our uh, kind of look ahead and our predictions game coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, this week, we had lots of movies to kind of watch and review here at the end of the year. And took next... advantage of the holiday weekend. Exactly, exactly. So, um Without further ado, I don't know if we have any new trailers this week. I don't know if there's any new ones. I did see um, the Dune trailer that we skipped last time. Like, yeah. We acknowledged it just because it was in front of... Uh, it was in front of Aquaman. Yeah, it was in yeah. front of Aquaman. Um, not that I needed to see it, but it was good. Yep. Looks good. Looks, yeah. Looks, looks good. I'm really curious uh, if the music in that trailer it's a little different it's from the score i like it a lot actually like i wouldn't mind if there were if it was kind of a continue obviously there needs to be the continuation of the original score into this film to make it feel like it's still a part of it like you wouldn't just switch up the music halfway through (laughs) the lord of the rings um but i thought that what was in this trailer was also really good yeah so I would be okay with a little bit of a maybe a shift throughout the movie as maybe things get more and more. I don't know how the movie's gonna go. Hopeful, <laughs> depressed. 
Imperial? I don't know. I saw it like two weeks ago, so I don't remember it. I just remember I liked the trailer. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, but yeah, like you said, that was in front of Aquaman 2, and that's going to be the first movie we review tonight. We'll go ahead and jump right on in. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. They lost it. What a bunch of idiots, man. They lost it. It was less lost as... It wasn't lost for very long. It wasn't as much lost as it was intentionally buried... Does it say as much and as it was hidden? About. Hidden. <laughs> the, the, the hidden kingdom. So it's kind of like a squirrel with its nuts. Yes. Yeah. They're it's like, oh, I got these so. nuts, but I don't want anybody else to have them. Yeah. And then winter comes and they're like, oh, where's my nuts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm going to die of starvation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect way to explain it. Um, yeah. No, this was, a, this was a fun movie, in my opinion. I was going to read my little letterbox very quick, uh, typed out thought. That makes me, I don't remember if I put a letterbox. I think I wrote something. Actual written review out. But I will check as well. I think I did a thing. I can never remember how to see it though. Go to your diary. Go to your lightning bolt. Then hit oh yeah, I did. Here, I'll start with mine. Um, as Tyler's looking for his. Mm. Uh, my... One sentence review of this is, it's pretty dumb and pretty fun. <laughs> it's a little too much of a rehash for, of the first movie for me. I said, is it a good movie? Not really. Is it a fun movie? I thought so. Farewell to the DCEU. R.I.P. R.I.P. A uh, fun movie, not great, but I love how they embrace the craziness of Aquaman's world. Movie is super busy and the pacing didn't help. Topo is my guy. Topo. Topo. Topo's a real one. Topo is. Topo's great. I'm glad he got upgraded from just drummer in the first one to um, stealth animal <laughs> companion. Yeah. <laughs> Snarky in, NPC, animal companion. Yeah, NPC companion. Yeah. <laughs> um, and over in the chat, Baroque asked, did Jason Momoa get peed on by the baby? That would be a spoiler. Which yes. We're happy to spoil it. Yeah, absolutely. He got peed on by the baby. And he got inked by an octopus. Or whatever. Yeah, he did. Or he got sprayed by an octopus. He really got... You know what happens. Yeah. It, it, Maybe he likes to be sprayed by stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of weird. I wasn't gonna... I couldn't figure out how to make a joke around that, so... Thank you, Tyler, for doing it for me. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I... I often find that the direct path is the most efficient. Mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be an interesting conversation that we can have here, um, in kind of parallel to last week's episode... In that last week's episode where we talked about Rebel Moon, hmm. not a good movie, right? right? But also not fun, and that really affects our the, the conversation around around how we how much we want to talk about and how we talk about a film. Um, I do think that this, like objectively speaking, is a better movie than Rebel Moon. Yes. Um, but also, it it was it was just more fun to watch. Yes, um, and that's not saying comedies or movies with comedy are inherently better than serious war epics uh, or war films. I just think that they're it's it's kind of knowing your lane, right? I was gonna say I think this movie just doesn't take itself so serious like Rebel Moon does. Yeah, 
Like, Rebel Moon's like, we're this edgy, dark movie. And then Aquaman's like, yeah, we're going to be goofy for two hours, and hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah. And I just appreciate that. I think it helps, though. I think Aquaman at least has a foundation of its two main characters. Yes, they for sure. They have a relationship. For sure. And I, find, I think it's an interesting relationship, and that's, I mean, uh, Arthur and Orm are brothers. They don't like each other, um, but they kind of want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way they just approach situations um i think is interesting and freaking patrick patrick wilson wilson is so funny <laughs> like when they're when he's trying to run on land just killed me man <laughs> the <laughs> arm <laughs> thing i don't know what to do with my arms i don't know how to run he starts out like you see him run the first time and his arms are decided he's like why is he doing that and then you don't think about it and then they do it again and he like Naruto runs, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "What are you? Why? Why are you doing that?" Yeah, but like, it's hard to have a movie, even besides just it being fun or funny, mm-hmm. if there's not an attempt at an emotional pull. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, that is a good cornerstone in this movie. It's not anything we haven't seen before, and it's not incredibly deep, but it works. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been done before and it's been done better, but it's enough to carry you through each scene to kind of get to you to the next either big action piece, which are all pretty well done, I think, yeah. um, or to those, you know, little emotional moments that I think for the most part work. Yeah, and I think there's enough small individual character development moments too, mm-hmm. right? Like um, at the end, a decision is made between two characters where like it feels like those characters have kind of completed their journey right yeah there is still some of that and like it kind of just goes even with what you're saying luke like the first movie sets this one up well and the second movie does enough to cash in on those setups um and makes it much more enjoyable yeah yeah uh pros and cons i guess we can kind of jump into some of those things What what are our pros for this film i would say Right off the bat, I think the the buddy cop aspect of this one um, has to be mo- in most people's pro list, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Momoa and Wilson kind of hinted at it earlier. Their chemistry is great. Mm-hmm. The time spent together with them is great. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a lot of fun with those two. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting combo, um, especially after the – you know, if you kind of jumped right from – Aquaman into Aquaman 2, um, I could see it being a little more of like a, uh, a, a little bit of like a abrupt change of heart for him. But, you know, this is a part of the bigger DCU. We had um, some time. I guess it's, there's not much story-wise that happens. But, you know, in the first one, it's... Momoa and and Herd, I guess, is kind of the his companion to to welcome him into this world, and he's the one. He's kind of the fish out fish out of water, <laughs> in the water. And this time, um, I think the having that pre-established relationship, him and um, Orm, yeah, Aquaman and, and Orm, um, really does a lot to make it feel different uh, from the first film. In in that scenario, I think there's a lot of plot points that feel like it's kind of a rehash of the first one 
but those character moments are unique because here there's bro- these brothers. One was you know put sent to sent to jail for you know by one, and and they're trying to accomplish a similar goal, and, and they have that fun buddy cop momentum throughout the film. Yep. So an, unex- an unexpected pro for me. Um, there was a lot more Mira in this movie than I was expecting. Yeah. And just with that whole situation, you weren't really sure what they're going to do. And it's like, okay, she's going to be in one scene and that's going to be it. And they're just going to call all her stuff. No, she's in a lot of this movie. Yeah. She just doesn't have dialogue. Yep. Yeah. And I really appreciated that because Mira is an awesome character. She's super unique. And I think it would have been really weird to just not have her be a part of the movie. Yeah. But I was surprised. Like, she is a pretty important role. She's just not talking a lot. Like, she, <laughs> like um, she's at the, they're taking care of the baby at the house. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't think it's, a, I'm not too really worried about spoilers. Well, she gets injured we'll be in doing, a fight scene. We'll be doing some, some light spoilers. How about yeah. that? But... I honestly thought they used her super well because this movie isn't about Aquaman and Mera. It's about Aquaman and Orm. Mm-hmm. And I was I was pleasantly surprised with how they used her. I'll I'll even piggyback off of that with um I kind of talked to Brett about this at lunch today, but with all the drama that surrounded not just Amber Heard, but like the stuff with Momoa and her on set that has kind of come out. Um, you could not tell in their performances that they were at odds. They did a really good job of keeping that off the camera. Um, and I, I really appreciated that. Their, their scenes together, the chemistry did not feel worse than it did in the first movie. Yeah. Um, which I feel like it very easily could have been noticeable, and it wasn't. And I really appreciated that. So yeah. kudos to them for both being professionals when the cameras were on um, and handling their business. Yeah. So... Yeah, a, um, maybe this will be a, a, a slight con or maybe a slight disappointment um, for me was not the Mira stuff, but as soon as we get outside of that kind of that trio or even if you if you think of um, Manta as kind of being the fourth uh, member of kind of the core actors and then you, you step into kind of those tertiary, um, I didn't think many of the performances were all that great. Um, and, and no one has a super huge role, I guess. Uh, oh, what's his name? Why can't I think? Ray? No, uh, Randall? Rand, Randall? Randall, Randall Park, Park. Park. Randall Park. Dr. Shin? Yeah, Dr. Shin probably has the biggest tertiary role. Um, and he's okay, but I do think it's... It, he's kind of typecast into a very similar thing as like Jimmy Woo in the MCU. Um, he just has a he's on the he's 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 playing babysitter for mm. the opposite team. Um, kind of literally, kind of literally, <laughs> kind of literally at the by the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and luckily no one's on screen so much that it, it really hurts the movie, but it, I do think it was overall a slight con hurt him and, um, oh boy, I should have these things pulled up. Uh, Yaya? no, I thought Yaya was all right. He did. He didn't, he wasn't given a lot. Um, uh, Nicole Kidman. 
Mm. I was not impressed with Nicole Kidman's performance and or the CGI around <laughs> used on her. I'm fairly certain she showed up for a week, <laughs> shot her scenes, and went home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's not in this movie very much. No. You know, you know what is in this movie quite a bit? Beer. Yeah, lots of beer. Lots, lots of Guinness. Of, lots of Guinness. Reshoots <laughs> paid for by Guinness. <laughs> Product placement. Didn't bother me, but it made me want to have a Guinness. I didn't mm. have one, but... Not me. Not me. Also, notice that uh, Discovery Plus ad in the uh, in New York when they came out, no. or Gotham when they came out of the... They they do like a... At the very end of the movie, there's like a pan through what is ever, whatever is Gotham's Times Square, and there's a big old stream it on Discovery Plus. <laughs> I did not see that. Didn't notice it. Oh, maybe I just have an eye. I just have an eye for it. Just looking for things to be angry about. Yeah, yeah obviously, obviously. Uh, what did you guys think of kind of the main conflict with the with Yaya, his uh, or Black Manta, and like his thing of revenge, a very comic book esque thing for Black Manta, um, but also the tie in with the Trident and the Lost Kingdom. I will just say, for starters, I I like Black Manta in this movie. Um, I do too. I think, for the most part, I I think the end of his arc in this movie just really solidifies his, you know, villain story. Right? Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, no, he is a villain. There is not a redeemable thing about him. Right. Um, I also just, as part of the conflict, was blown away by how far they were truly willing to go in this movie. I was kind of surprised. Like, I was like, yeah, that makes sense that they'll do that, but I don't think they'll do it. And then they kind of go there. I was like, oh. Um, and, you know, I, I said this earlier, too. I, there is definitely a version of this movie where it went further, I'm sure, uh, and probably didn't do well in screeners, but um, I like the Manta side of the conflict a lot. This, I, I think it's it's good. This is a black Manta who is very... He's hell-bent on revenge. Yeah. And there's nothing that he's not willing to do to carry it out. Yeah. And I appreciated that. I like Black Manta, and I love his villain arc, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just... I think I'll say it every time, and I think I have. I can't stand villain possession. Oh, mm. yeah. 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 Like, it was one of my biggest problems with multiverse of madness it's like do are they truly doing this or is it what is possessing them yeah and i I just i just don't know if it's his true motivation or if it's and they haven't they have an opportunity to not use that especially with how they end the movie right Mm -hmm. and and him solidifying the fact that he is a villain even past the possession part but because of because the, that takes up the entire first, I mean, the entirety of the movie outside the the, the last fight, essentially, um, we don't we don't know how much of this is, you know, just pushing the the foot down on the pedal a little harder, or you know, how far would he have gone by himself? How much yeah. of it is is based on that possession? And aspect? I think you can make this movie. It's just him. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, there's just, just no need for the possession angle and the, like, fish zombies and all that stuff. Like, just have the trident make them super strong. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Well, and there's and there's and I, and I and I think the third act or was, give him a power suit and have that make him be super strong. Well, like, you've you've even got like a setup where he's trying to was, find tech to fix his power suit. Yeah. Like there's that's literally how this starts, right? Yeah. And yeah, they could have gone without meltdown the ne- trident Necron. Is that his name? It's something. Yeah. Spoilers, I guess. Not Necron. the king of Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> The Sauron of Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just, like, just melt down the trident. And now we have super good power suit. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I don't know, keep it simple. Yeah. I, and and I, ultimately, I feel like they just have so much to do in this movie with trying to explain stuff. Like, who Necron, or Necros, yep. or the Lost City is. The green guy. Motivations, and that... They really have to pick up the pace for a lot of stuff. Yeah. And in some places it helps. In some places it really hurts. Like, the movie isn't boring. No. No. And the pacing helps that. But, <laughs> it's also just, like, full speed ahead. And it's like, okay, I need a, a loving moment between brothers or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's the whole bit where it's, like, Manta and his crew are somewhere in the Atlantic. And then the next thing you know, they're like breaching the wall of Atlantis, Atlantis. and you're like, "What?" I mean, Atlantis is in the somewhere in the Atlantic, so yeah, it just happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. You're just like, "Whoa!" Didn't realize we were right there, like we were, you know, parked outside, just waiting to hit go. Yeah, yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah, no, I think I think the plot is overly complicated for a movie that is as simple as a revenge, you know, a, a, a revenge drama. Um, I, and, and I don't know if this movie really wants or cares about my letterbox score or whatever, but like to, for me, for me, like to bump this up, you know, a a point or two on there, it, it would have been a simplified plot plot. Um, I think it does, it goes out of its way to again make the final fight happen out of water in an aquaman film like i wasn't necessarily expecting the scale of aquaman one's finale but like that was awesome and it seems like we're gonna get that and then it's like okay actually just a little elite strike force of like 10 people and the zombie thing is there so that as soon as you know something is destroyed that they can all just easily be they can all fall over dead right and i just think there's a more interesting version of this movie where it is something like you said he gets the trident melts it down makes it into his power or heck he even can keep the trident as himself but it's it's more of an invasion of atlantis and that final battle takes place there i know it's a lot more work Dude, their underwater fight earlier in the movie is so cool, too. But, it, yeah. They, it's so they awesome. They that they can do it. I just have to assume it's like a budget thing or... They definitely were saving money. Yeah. I, this movie is not as visually good as the first no, one. No, no, like, not at in all. In any way. <laughs> not at all. But, all right, what are... Sorry, I other pros, cons you want to talk about? Last one I'll add just very quickly. I do like the score. Again, I think Rupert Gregson Williams is, Williams is good. Um, I like what he does, mm-hmm. and uh, it's nice to kind of hear some of those motifs come back. And um, really love the Aquaman theme. Yeah, big big fan of it. 
Um, like Mantis theme too. Yeah, yeah, Mantis. Chef's good. kiss there. Um, it could go into pros and cons. Really, both. There's just tons of jokes, and they're all not gonna land. Yeah, but it is a funny movie. Um, so if you hate tons of jokes in your movies, then it's yeah, probably gonna be a con for you. So yeah. I think most of them are funnier than they are not funny so yeah i think most of them hit for me it it did it does feel like a lot but mm-hmm. yeah uh a con weird con but the lack of arthur wearing his suit um weird con yeah. and one of but, my pros is costumes yeah the costumes mm-hmm. are so good but like there's a lot of times when they're doing stuff and he is just not wearing his suit he's just wearing clothes like yeah he's just mm-hmm. dressed like jason momoa dresses yep. and you're like what are we doing like him <laughs> and orm are like infiltrating a base <laughs> and he's like he's not wearing the stealth suit he's given and he's not wearing his king suit so you're yeah. just like okay um and to go further on that, the whole motorcycle bit on the beach Bro, is just him. Like I was it's like, just him. That's like a video he put on his Instagram. I totally was like, he I was, was like, just why in the are parking we doing lot this? and and some the DP or some first AD just had the camera and was like, pan over. We could use this as B roll. <laughs> yeah, like and he I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what are we doing here? Um yeah, I don't know. But the the costuming bit Go like you said, pros and cons. Like the, it looks great, mm-hmm. they all look great, but they just don't wear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird things that I wonder how much of that is due to, and not the people who are, who work on this don't care, right? Obviously, there are lots of people who do care and work hard no matter what. But you do wonder how much is a producer being like. Okay, but like, what saves us money? Because we don't have to touch is, it up. We don't have to right. Because this is the end of. I mean, I don't know what projections, what they were projecting this to make, but like, sorry, you've been able to see the last three years the trajectory of the box office. You shouldn't have expected this to make nearly as much as the first one. Yeah. So and I don't think they even were because they did not really no, market and that, it. And I so think they're just like, well, this is it, folks. <laughs> yeah. And it's the end of the, the DCEU. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> there's not that continuation of, okay, we're going to get another one. Like, the best chance anyone had was, okay, Momo's going to come back as Aquaman. But we knew that wasn't happening as of before, few, before yeah. the movie re- released. So, like, I think the writing was on the wall and you just wonder how many decisions were made because of that. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of yeah. decisions were made because it, of that. It was really nice to see a DC movie though. That doesn't constantly reference stuff happening in their universe shared universe. Yeah. 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 And I think most of that stuff was taken out because they're like, this is the end. Just take it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I I was expecting a Wonder Woman cameo. Can't believe we didn't get it. Well, they shot a Batman <laughs> one, I think, and then they they shot it with like every version of the Batman actor. <laughs> yeah. Too. yeah. Oh. And then there's like, just take it out. Just... It doesn't matter. It was probably at the end, too. I mean, like, hey. he ends up being sorry. Even more spoilers, um, but you know, he ends up being up like in again in Gotham. I assume. I thought he was in New York. Yeah, I thought he was at Ellis Island. 
I did not... Because he was at the New York... Legitimately yeah. did not believe that New York was actually a city in D.C. Is New, New York is still a city in the D.C. universe? Yes. Oh my gosh. They create their own cities, though, so they can do whatever they want. It's, it's what they did way back in D.C. Absolutely thought that They're Metropolis still was... No, 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 no. New no. York City. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah! Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's so sad. No, New well, York. Well, now is you still can there. see my confusion. So he was actually in Times Square. Great, good yeah. to know. Good clarifier. Wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. No one ever explains these things to me. Because going to New York, like we have a new. Just think, every single Marvel movie is in New York. It's boring. I know, and that's why you would be in, man, in uh, not Manhattan, uh, Metropolis. Metropolis. But it it's just the replacement for New York. It kind of feels like Metropolis is supposed to be New York, though. No, uh, Metropolis is the city of tomorrow. New York City sucks. No. <laughs> I, I love the idea that there's just like, I don't know, all these DC cities that still exist right next to, I say right next to, but like, isn't Central, Central City is supposed to be somewhere in Midwest. the Midwest? Mm-hmm. So is, so... So is Metropolis, technically, right? No. Because it's in Kansas? No, East Coast. Oh, okay. No. That was Smallville. Ah. That was uh, Smallville. That is... So what I'm hearing here, there are no rules. Great. Good to know. It, um, it changes across mediums. This is this is beside the topic, which is uh, the actual review of this movie. I, <laughs> I, I don't have much more to say. I don't... I think if you enjoyed the first Aquaman, you'll probably enjoy this. Yeah. Um, if you don't care about the DC characters, um, I don't, I, I, like we said, it's kind of a funny movie. If you're into funny movies, like you, you could watch this and probably get a decent amount of enjoyment out of it. Um, and just ignore the plot because it's convoluted and you won't understand. I watched the DC EU for 10 years and I still don't, you know, like they throw new things at you and that you don't need to have watched all of the movies to understand. Um, Heck, they explain Aquaman 1 in it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was kind of surprised by that. Well, it's it like, came oh, out, like, what, six years ago now? Yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I think I'd give this a straight to streaming. I'll give it a Matthew McConaughey. I would give it a Matthew McConaughey as well. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you guys liked it a little more than me. Um, we like having you, fun, bro. If you have... Okay. <laughs> if you have Max and... When this movie comes out on it, I would, you know, probably say give it a shot. In probably like a week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It won't. Are they not abiding by the 45-day thing anymore? I don't know. Because I feel like Blue Beetle took forever. Yeah. Compared to everything else. I didn't know that was a thing. Or I forgot it was a thing. The Meg 2 also leaned into the... The goofy and dumb, and it worked well. I still haven't seen The Meg 2. I think that's on Max, though. It is on Max. It's on Netflix as well. I should check this out. It's in both places? Mm-hmm. Nice. Can we just have all Let's the movies in all the places and then I can just give one company all my money? No. That is too convenient for the consumer. No, that's fair. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Okay. Uh, the next movie we all watched this week was The Holdovers. This was a movie that came out in uh, November, I think around Thanksgiving, uh, starring Paul Giamatti. And 
It's really freaking good. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, it is easily one of the best movies of the year. Yes. I would agree with that. I hope it gets nommed for a lot of things. Well, a I've nice got re- good a nice news. It's going to. <laughs> it's a nice reminder that you don't need to spend a ton of money to make a good movie. Like, and we all know that, but I think studios forget that. I think the craziest thing about this movie is if you had never heard of it, and you just sat down with somebody and you're like, hey, want to watch this movie with me? And you started it, somebody might ask you, hey, when did this movie yeah. come out? Yeah. Because everything about it is retro. Like, the logos, the cigarette burns on the film. like Which was done in post. I okay. was looking into it. They shot this on an Alexa, or an, like an Ari Alexa uh-huh. uh, Mini. And did all of that in post. And it looks great. It looks mm-hmm. awesome. They did a heck of a job. Yeah, I, I think uh, my little blurb review, I'll add on to my letterbox. But it would just be like, this movie has every opportunity to be the same movie you've seen before and doesn't do it. And I think that's what makes it so great. Um, also, it's another movie I'll be adding to my Christmas season watch list. Kind of a rewatch list. Uh, added yeah. to the rotation. Yep. yep. It is, it is a good Christmas movie, and I look forward to watching it again next year. Yeah, it's mm. a movie that, like, in every scene you're like, oh, God, they're going to do the cliche thing. And then they don't. They, that's what I, yeah, that's what I was telling you. Like, they like, do a really good job. Because I was constantly about to cringe. Mm-hmm. I was constantly like, huh, and then they do something that's different. That Just feels, different enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels real, um, and it and they always it always leaves you satisfied. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's not something that's so out of left field that you're like, what the hell was that all about? Right. They, it's it's more like a, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And I really appreciated that about it. Yeah, it, it does a really good job of that. Luke and I watched this one together um, Saturday night, and we were just cracking up in his room i was like man if if uh anybody above us is home they're here and us laugh our butts off um it's just a fun watch man it's it's really enjoyable it feels good um i love the progression that the humor like ramps up throughout the movie like it starts pretty tame and then it becomes like more and more and then it levels off and then it just keeps going, and I was like, man, I love this. I love how they've set this up. They do a really good job, because you, you talk about the comedy. At the same time, it's, like, super melancholy. Yeah. And they balance that so well with it being funny, but it feels real, and you can feel the depression. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's kind of one of the themes. Yeah. That... I think a lot of it has to do with Jamadi's performance, too. Absolutely. That, that the, the level mm-hmm. of kind of dryness that he brings to the humor makes that melancholy feel stick out. Yeah. Because he's just so matter-of-fact and blunt that you're like, oh, man, this really isn't, like, happy humor. Um, it's But it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. It's just... Weird. You might have said it earlier. It just feels real. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is how people interact with each other. Yeah. We're not winking at cameras. Right. And being... I mean, people are snarky. But it's not constant. Like, people have conversations, and a lot of times it's just like, oh, that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the performances are so good. I don't... What's the kid's name? He's uh, great. Um, I think it's his first movie. He's so good. He was, Angus he was Tolley is the, is the character's name. His name is... Um, 
Way to Dominic. go. Anus. <laughs> Dominic Sessa. Sessa. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Him and Paul Giamatti are just brilliant together. Yeah. yeah. And... Like, there's the theme of depression, and the, I think another part of it, too, is just, like, people are more similar than you think. Yeah. Even you, through... you just don't know what another person is going through. Yeah. Like, Even in different, you know, differentiating circumstances. Different ages of life. Different, yeah, yeah, walks of life. There is this and you can, sense of... You can throw in the the chef... Divine yeah. Joy Randolph, Mary. Yep, yeah. Mary. Yeah, I those three, just that the chemistry between the three of them is so, so good. good. Mm-hmm. Like it's the casting director for this did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. picking those three. Um, they're they're just so good together. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and at the end you're like kind of sad but kind of happy and yeah, the best feeling in movie. It is like you. a better. It's happy, a very sad. bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend this one. See, and the ending of that, like, it makes you feel good. It ends on such a good note. But also, it's like, oh, this is the same thing I've seen before. And that's another one of those moments where it just completely does what you you wouldn't expect it to, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't do what I thought it would. Yeah. Right? And and I really appreciated that. Yeah. At Mm -hmm. the end, that they stuck that, they stuck with that throughout the entire film. Yeah. Makes it just even better. Yeah. Plus, just, I mean, you watching these two guys develop this relationship and friendship Mm -hmm. to see it end in like such a satisfying way that just make you go oh yeah it honestly just made me want to watch it again yeah (laughs) yeah like i I, i'm sitting here going oh i'm adding it into my yearly yearly rotation for christmas i don't know i might just watch it again tomorrow (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) kind of like one of these weekends in january when i don't have much going on i'll be like stephanie you really need to watch this and i'll sit down and watch it again with her because it is it's one that yeah i want to watch it with dana Um, i think watching it with people you care about too yeah it's not like a family movie in that like you could watch it with kids. Don't watch it with your children. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe it's, uh, adult. It's rated R. <laughs> adult children, you could they could handle this, right? Yeah. Like, but there is that sense of like, okay, who is family? Mm-hmm. Um, who do you get to choose your family? Are you stuck with your family? What happens when you lose your family? Yeah, all of these things, all of these themes are current are like percolate through the story, um, and I think we'll make it a pretty it could be a pretty emotional watcher yeah i I told luke right after we watched it because there's there's a line in the movie where like paul giamatti makes a comment to a kid about um you know wanting to kind of get rid of him Mm -hmm. and mary's like you don't tell a kid who's got left you know yeah that and i had seen a thing earlier in the day and it said uh teach your kids to be good friends because not every person goes home to love. Yeah. And that kind of, like, this movie kind of feels like it exudes that a bit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know everybody's story. Well, and I'm... everybody comes from weird places. Yeah. And certain things can hurt people that may not mean anything to you. Yeah. Um, and this movie does a good job of showing that mm-hmm. in a very real way. Even in the first half to, or first third to first half when there are a few more yeah. characters around um, they do a really good job of also kind of hitting on that theme as well mm-hmm. you know, all of these kids were are at school over Christmas break for a reason right? 
Um, and they're kids who you, or some of them at least, maybe one. Um, but they're, they're kids who are troublemakers. Like there's some kids that are troublemakers. There's one that you like definitely don't like. Um, but also (laughs) Angus isn't necessarily a character who you start out liking either. Mm -hmm. I don't think you really like him until the moment when the one kid wakes up at night. Yeah. Is the first time you, he shows a little bit of a human. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of response to anything, and yeah. you're like, okay. And I'd I'd throw Paul Giamatti in there too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You don't like him? He's he's a jerk. He's yeah. the teacher you would hate having. Yes. Yeah. Who maybe we've all even had a had a teacher like that. You just yeah. go, oh my gosh, this freaking guy. And by the end, it's just a transformer, man. Yeah. More than meets the eye. Yeah. Like, there's more there. I think my favorite scene in this movie. It's this one. Yeah, it's this one. It's this one. <laughs> uh. Favorite scene in this movie, hands down, is the Christmas party. It's where you get to see all of them in their most vulnerable states. Yep. And it was just tearing my heart apart from, like, the hopefulness of a romantic to the soul-crushing of a romantic to the sorrow of a first Christmas without, Mm -hmm. you know, a son. And... It, I, they just all play that so well. And they have to shift, right? Because things are happening around them where, you know, they maybe can't wallow in their own self-pity for too long because they do. They have to take care of this other person. Or my joy is cut short because some other situation is happening that I have to respond to. Um, and that all leads, you know, up into their fun little field trip and... Whenever they have to lie for each other. Oh my gosh, so good. Is, I think it's brilliant. Just trying to keep you on your toes. Yeah. <laughs> ancient they, cameras? Ancient Where'd cameras. you come up with that? Entrenu! <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's, it's Barton great. Barton It is great. So, um, it's a booyah for me. Yeah, it's a booyah for it's, me. It's a booyah. It's one of those super easy booyahs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be one that I'm sure we mention in a couple weeks when we talk about our, or maybe next when week. When we're uh, either we're watching Oscars live or best re- of reacting to the Oscars. And yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be in the Oscar buzz. Mm-hmm. Yep. It should be. It should be. I think it's one of the most expensive pickups from a festival. Like, it wasn't necessarily going into the whatever festival it was at, um, like being highlighted and like, People weren't expecting it to be like anything. A, like anything. Like oh, here's and then it showed, movie. and I think uh, search, searchlight, focus, focus, focus picked, features, focus picked fe- features picked it up, and I think it's like one of their most expensive acquisitions. I, I mean, we're talking indie films here, so we're talking like thirty million dollars or something like yeah. that. But you know, that's obviously they had something. It's great, and uh, you should. It's on Peacock right now. Um, or you can buy it, but I'm sure it'll be able to. You'll be able to rent it here fairly soon. Mm-hmm. I do love that a Christmas movie could win an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Baroque, yeah, Baroque says bummer that it didn't make it to my area. I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. When you have the chance, check it out. Yeah, it did have good. a pretty limited release window. Yep. Yeah, it um, only played in Wichita for like a week, week. on the east side. On the right? east side, yeah, yeah. yeah. in the twenty one probably. Yeah. Because that's where they put all the kind of niche movies mm-hmm. in the 21. Yeah. But so. 
Um, and then the next movie we're going to talk about tonight, uh, these two hooligans went and saw. I haven't seen it yet, so I'll bow out. But it's The Iron Claw, Zac Efron's new film. What'd you guys think of it? Yeah! Yeah! That That's good, what eh? I think of it. Um, <laughs> both of us reviewed this independently, and our <laughs> reviews are almost identical. It's really strange. I even texted Luke. I was like, bro, what did you do? Um, plagiarize this I will say for starters um, if you haven't seen it and you're interested in it go see it but make sure you take tissues Um, this movie is sad man this movie is sad just Um, it'll be a moment in the movie where just like man I'm doing all right yeah (laughs) no you're not yeah you're not ready yet you're lying Um, to yourself it's it's a it's a phenomenal movie it's really really good um i loved it i am still hurting a little bit from Mm -hmm. watching it Um, my eyes and sinuses still feel kind of inflated luke luke and the sweetest gesture ever to me i'm the movie's like ending if you've seen it you kind of know where we are um the movie's like ending the camera's pulling back and i'm just sitting there crying (laughs) And out of the corner of my eye, I just see a hand with a tissue reach up, and Luke hands me a tissue, and I was just like, I needed that, man. Thankfully, I grabbed a lot of napkins for my popcorn. Um, But no, I mean, this movie's anchored by the best acting job Zac Efron's ever done. Mm. Um, Man, I'm going back to when I was in middle school, and High School Musical was the thing. mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody, nobody, not a single person, him. would go. This guy is probably going to be nominated for an Oscar in fifteen years, fifteen yeah. twenty years. Yeah, he he will be. He should be. He should be. He's Man. amazing. I didn't know he had this in him, honestly. Yeah, like I've seen him do some good stuff. Yeah, like, I've never seen him do anything he's, like this. He's been good in a lot of stuff, yeah. for sure. Not this good. He's he's. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think the cast elevates him too, because everybody's so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Sans mm. kids, um, yeah, you know, Qu- quick con, little children. <laughs> I'm talking like eight year olds who have probably had four acting lessons. Right, they're not great. It's okay. Yeah, it's to be expected. I think they have like a few lines here. Yeah, and there. they don't really take away from the movie. No, but. I also keep thinking about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think the big standout in this is is performances. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on a true story. Uh, the true story is also so sad that they decided to leave out a part of it um, <laughs> because the movie's wow. too sad. It's already too sad. Um, to provide a little bit of background, um, Fitz, Fritz, Fitz, Fritz, Fritz. Um, Von Elric. Yeah. He had six kids. Five of them died before him. Wow. Three of them died by suicide. Two of them died by extreme accidents, incidents. Um, and one survived and is still alive and seems to be doing well, um, which is who Zac Efron plays. Um, this movie is, is great. And... Um, I highly recommend watching it if you're any kind of interested in it. I will say someone invited me to go see it this week, 
right after I got home from seeing it, and I said no. <laughs> um, yeah. Not because it's not good, but because it's just it's it's tough. It's a tough watch, um, in all the right ways, I'd say. But it, it's it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this it is amazing, and it's not a movie I'll be watching again soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's the opposite of the holdovers, right? Where it's like, oh wow, I can't wait to watch that again. It's like, that was so sad. It's amazing, it might, but it's heavy, and it's like I might watch it again if somebody hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and what I said to Dana. Yeah, it's been a while. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, the foundation of this movie of the brother relationships. And honestly, a way I don't think is portrayed a lot. Um, this isn't brothers at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. No. This is a really close-knit family. This is brothers a, who only really have each other. I would say mentally abusive father. And a mentally tone-deaf mother. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah. And them... Having to kind of ha- work together. Having to deal with that and work through it together. And yep. then... They start falling off, man. It's it's really hard to navigate that. This movie navigates brotherhood and legacy very well, mm-hmm. and what it means to this family and what it means to their father. And like you talk about the mentally abusive father, but it's the only person they want attention from is yeah. their father, yeah. right? Like they they seek that, they they hunger for it, they crave it, and they just when they don't get it, they turn to each other. And those moments are so strong, dude. It's like ten minutes into the movie too, where. One of the brothers goes and asks the mom, like, hey, can you talk to dad? Yeah. She's like, that's not my problem. Yeah. It's like, oh. you have to work that out with your father. It's just like, I'm going to hate you. Yeah. yeah. You just you just know Yep. what type of mom she must have been. She's yep. like, oh my gosh, please don't do this. And that's what she does. That's what she is in the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, she's just not there. Um, just oh, go work it out with your father. But the nice go work it out with your brother. The really special like antithesis to her though is uh, Lily. Is it Lily James? Lily James. Lily James. Her character Pam. Um, she's like the antithesis to that, where she's like she wants to be emotionally supportive. Yeah. Um, she's pushing Kevin to be better, and in a lot of ways, you know. By the end of this movie, my takeaway is he saved or she saved his life. I, yeah. I think he she's, probably goes the way of his brothers. She's uh, the only person in the movie says, "I want you to talk to me." Yeah, she's yeah. the only person in the movie has has a heart. Yeah, for for those that family um, that isn't a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's rough, man. Yeah, it, it's a it's a rough watch, but it is it is very very good mm-hmm. and. Um, I would strongly recommend it. Also, dope to see uh, what's his nuts from Mindhunter. Just um, Holt McAnally Mac- or whatever. I can't say his name. The FBI agent. Yeah, FBI yeah. guy. Yeah, that isn't Agent Ford the other one? Yeah, right, right. Agent Holt. I think. Yeah. Oh, yes, sounds right. Um, he's great in this. Yeah. He's he sucks, uh, <laughs> but he's really good at playing that character. Um, also, he's pretty jacked. Like in that opening scene, he looked good. Yeah. I was like, dang. So yeah, everyone looks, big dog. everyone looks uh, very well cut for this movie. Zach Efron is so yoked in this movie. How many steroids was he on? So All much, so much, dude. I leaned over what like twenty minutes in. And I was like, dude, his physique is like distracting. It's it's 
crazy. And, like, you know they dehydrated him out and everything for some of the scenes. Like, there's some close-up shots on his muscles. Mm. And you can, like, see the striations in his pecs and stuff. Yeah. You're just like, holy cow. Oh, wow. Um, he's Yeah, he's, ridiculous. like, grossly big. I mean, it's, it's outrageous. Um, but all of them. Uh, the dude from the bear looks huge too. I Jeremy mean, Allen White. Yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. He's, yeah, he's so looks good. great. He's also yoked. His, yeah, <laughs> jacked out of his mind. Um, the other brother is Billy from Murder at the End of the World. Yeah, I didn't know he was in this. He's I just saw it. Uh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. He, uh, David. David. Yeah. 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 Also, what a crazy way for him to pass away. Um, yeah. Died of enteritis. Twenty-five years old. His lower intestine just exploded. Wow. Um, yeah, man. It's it's worth a watch, but just bring tissues and know that it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to hurt pretty good. I look yep. forward to hurting. Um, some other pros for it. Um, wrestling. Yeah. First of all, I feel like they did a great job of explaining how wrestling works as a sport. Not just as the entertainment side. Yeah. Because they're always like, heavyweight champion of yeah. the world. And it's like, are you though? But what does that mean? And like, Lily Thanks. James' character asks Zach Efron, it's like, well, how does this work? And I thought they did a great job of it's, explaining it. It opened kind of my like eyes. like a normal job. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome. Um, and also just the wrestling the stunt work choreography was really good. Mm. That was really exciting to watch. Nice. So it's funny, Baroque asks, what did you guys think of wrestling? Or what do you guys think of wrestling, and did this movie impact your views on it? Um, I'd say yes, spe- specifically because of that scene, um, where it's kind of explaining why, how titles are distributed and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I've always kind of felt like, you know, wrestling's kind of goofy. Um, as a kid, I had like a shouldered, like, I was kind of off to the side interest in it, it was a little bit on the periphery, but um, I really just liked playing with the toys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. But like this, this won't make me go watch Monday Night Wrestling or Raw. whatever. I like I won't go watch that stuff. All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> but it does provide you know context for yeah. why people like it so much. It does um, give me a different view on it than I had prior, mm-hmm. and it makes me respect it a little bit more than I did. Um, Them doing all the training and yeah. the preparing for their choreography and their matches made me really miss Glow. Mm. which was a great look into what wrestling is like. It was yeah. the female side, but... Yeah, I loved the conversation in the tunnel. Like, they cut the promo, or Zach, uh, Kevin's trying to cut the promo, and it's just awful. Yeah. That scene is so funny. But, like, right well, after that... Let it... me talk to... <sighs> Can we do it again? I'm sorry. Uh, but then, he, you know, he ta- they're talking in the tunnel, and they're, like, friends. Like, they're just cool. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so I'm going to do this. Don't leave me up there too long. Like, you're just like, man, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's a side of the business you just never really get to yeah. see or hear, uh, and I really, I really enjoyed yeah. that bit. And so yeah, it did change. I, pro- how I, I probably won't get into watching wrestling either. But no, I respect the heck out yeah. of what they do. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not easy. <laughs> they're both athletes and actors at the same time, and it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, and I would never do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, putting those two things together cannot be like you know. There's the bit. In the movie where uh, Kevin gets in, it's like slammed, and he's like, yeah. "Hey, you're a little late getting up," and he's, he's like, like, "Well, that I, would really hurt. That yeah. hurt. Like, I, I couldn't, you know." And like, that's just the side of it you don't see or hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, that's a good question, Baroque, but it definitely changes my view on it a little bit for sure. Uh, what other pros you got? Um, the first act is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Until they switch everything up on you. Um, but like for the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, we were given a, yeah, there's a some lot laughs, of like for sure. quick little, oh, that's kind of funny yeah. like moments and, uh. It well, didn't... some of the interactions with the brothers are funny. Yeah, like when it when it really just it focuses doesn't last, on but no, it helps build that relationship in the, in between. The it just brothers. makes it hurt more. Yeah. Um, another, I would say this is a con. I think there's some really weird dialogue moments in the movie. Um, and I I wasn't sure if it was just moments in performance or what was written, but just where like moments where they're talking and it still feels like it's wrestling dialogue uh instead of people talking and so i wasn't sure if it was performance or writing i can think of a couple moments or um, maybe just directing the actors what to do when carrie's trying to make his comeback and him and kevin are in the ring at their house i think that is one of those moments that Mm -hmm. feels that way now that you pointed out um because in that moment, that should be a personal moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like that should be two brothers trying to help each other, and it mm-hmm. more comes off as we're in a real wrestling match here, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of yeah. I would agree with that. That's probably true. I'd say more so it's with um, the dad than anybody, and it's just it's like it's not often. It's like one or two times. Yeah. It's just like that didn't feel right. Mm. But then also I'm like, well, he's a mentally abusive person mentally abusive father wrestling parent can he just not get out of that state so i i just like was that intended was it not mm, yeah just felt weird to me so hmm. any other pros you wanted to hit on um i think music in this is awesome yeah good good music choices i've been jamming the playlist since i left the theater nice even um, a super subtle score it's like piano or um woodwind instruments um, it's nothing bombastic or crazy, which I always really appreciate. Yeah. Like, I think there's a moment where, like, it's, there's no dialogue and it's just people, um, kind of like transition B-roll type stuff. And it's just a saxophone playing yeah. or something. It's just like, I like that. Yeah. Nice. I, re- I really loved how they used, uh, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. In this. <laughs> like, record records kind of heating up and we then got it's like don't in the fear distance. the reaper by blue or blue oyster cult too so oh, yeah. obviously that improves the movie <laughs> tenfold i uh, will never f- get over how there's a song called don't fear the reaper by a band called blue oyster cult <laughs> and it's just this mellow nice song yeah. <laughs> don't fear the reaper don't <laughs> oh such a good song man. such a good song uh baroque also asks did the gunshot catch you off guard i may have jumped a bit i jumped i yeah i i didn't like jump jump but i definitely was like oh i didn't expect that yeah mm-hmm. it did catch me off guard um and i didn't i i purposely did not read uh the the von eric story um before seeing this because i didn't want to so i didn't know what happened there i thought maybe there was a little bit of a, a murder-suicide bit in that part. But there wasn't. And I was kind of shocked by it. Hmm. I was also waiting for someone else to die in that scene, too. And it didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> um, 
How sad yeah. can this story get? Yeah. <laughs> can we make it sadder? But, uh, yeah, no, it definitely caught me off guard, for sure. I'd say pros to, you know, to, to line up with the wrestling in this. Um, I think the costuming for all the wrestling bits is really good. Um, you know, their each character's personality really comes through in their costume for when they wrestle, and I really liked that. I mean, Ric um, Flair's in the movie. So. Ric Flair's in the movie, and his <laughs> costuming's good. Um, the guy who plays him does pretty okay. I thought he was fine. Yeah, his woo could use some. Help I could, I can't work, do it. Like, well, <laughs> woo. But uh, no, man. I a lot of pros, not a lot of cons. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. it it's one I I think one day I'll revisit, but it's gonna be a while. Where does it fall on our scale? I'd give it a fanboy worthy. Yeah, I, I think it's a strong, strong fanboy. Where I can't recommend this to everyone. Sure, um, sure. It's just so heavy. I will say this. This is the pro. I don't know why, but whenever I see like an A24 movie, it's like as far away you can get from indie, mm-hmm. but as far as away you can get from Blockbuster, it's like in that thing. Yeah. But I expect them to just not hide anything. Wasn't a ton of language in it. There's a sex scene with no nudity. Yeah. And I just appreciated that. Yeah. <laughs> it's long. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of awkward. It's kind of awkward, yeah. but it's it's all a silhouette. You can barely really see anything. And it in that fits scene. with the character. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But like just the fact that it wasn't sex induced. Yeah. A sex induced movie, I, I appreciated. Yeah, like when you see the R rating, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. There's gonna be a ton of nudity. They're celebrities, but, but, but no, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Um, Baroque says, I don't think the Flair actor was deranged enough, personally. I Yeah, I, I would kind of agree with that. I think that's why I say he's fine. Um, Flair is a wild boy, and this guy's kind of wild, but he's not like... He's not Ric Flair wild, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they could have leaned into that a bit more. But then again, I don't know how it would fit tonally with where you are in the story at that point either. Because it's pretty late in the film when Ric Flair shows up, and it's only for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and do you want it to distract from your main... From where we're getting to. Main yeah. characters, yeah. 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 So, but no, yeah, it's a really strong fanboy-worthy. Um, I just think it's it's a hair-heavy for me to give it a booyah. And, <laughs> and I don't mean that, like, sad movies can't be booyahs, but we've always said, like, this is a recommendation system, right? It's not yeah. a review system, per se. Um you know, I, I don't I don't think everybody should watch this movie. So but Fair enough. if it interests you, you should definitely watch it. Sweet. Well it interests me. I'm looking forward to getting out and You should it. watch it and don't tell me when you're going because I don't want to go. Okay. I need more time. <laughs> <laughs> I am dragging Tyler back. You're gonna have to, to go the see theater. a therapist first. No. <laughs> I'll go to the theater with you and I'll just go see something else. <laughs> Deal. I'll go see Wonka. Do it. It's a great movie. I want to. <laughs> um Real quick, uh, I just want to talk about the two other movies I watched, just so we can kind of get them out of our... This is kind of a big review section this week, so... Um, I watched Maestro uh, this week with uh, co-host of my other podcast, Deconstructing the MCU, Trevor. Um, it was real, real fun. I think... So Maestro, if you're not familiar, it's a biopic... Um, biopic based on the 
um, American composer Leonard Bernstein. Uh, this is starring Bradley Cooper, directed by Bradley Cooper. Um, it's pretty good. I think you'd need to be interested in biopics. Um, it is very much about his life uh, versus his career. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does focus on his relationships. Um, so I think if you're going in to watch it for the music, you may be... Like, his music is featured predominantly throughout the film. Um, but if you're like, okay, so what was the cause of... Or how did he write this piece of music? Like, that's that's not what this film is. Um, it is much more about his struggle as a creative um how do creatives express themselves you know he was a um either either a a gay or bisexual man living in new york in a time when that wasn't something that was disclosed publicly so how does he live his life um to being true to himself while being you know socially climbing the ladder because he became very famous very quickly um, and the the relate the relationship drama that comes with that, um, I think the acting is really good. Cooper is is pretty unrecognizable, um, especially as he gets as he plays an older Bernstein. Um, the prosthetics they use are amazing. Um, Carrie Mulligan, who plays his wife, uh. Felicia Montenegro, Montenegro. I don't know how to pronounce French words. Um, I think she kind of steals the show, though. Uh, she's really the center in which Leonard orbits in this film, um, and his, you know, provocative sexual nature. Um, is all against the backdrop of someone whom he deeply cares about but doesn't love physically the same way. He loves her emotionally. Um, and that's evident in the third act when there are things that happen. Uh, and there's a really emotional scene um, that kind of jars him back into okay no there's a reason why i married and lived with this woman for years and years and years um not nearly as heavy i don't think is what it sounds like iron claw is <laughs> uh but a, a deeply personal look at um a life lived um and i probably would give it a low fanboy worthy um certainly not gonna be for everyone i think the pacing it's a it's a little slow um, and that's pretty typical of biopics, uh, but they cover a lot of a lot of his life from twenty five to I don't know when he's probably in his seventies. Um, you know they don't focus a lot on his work. Uh, there is one scene that is like him uh, conducting. Conducting. I said I about said composing, but there's a whole thing about like what is the difference between a composer and a conductor. Uh, that is kind of thread through, and it's. I think that's a really interesting as a creative. I think that was a really interesting uh, perspective on the, on those two things. Um, but yeah, when he's conducting, and you can just tell that Cooper is just giving it, uh, 
um, his all, right? Like the, the, the man is just sweating, but I don't know how, I mean, I'm sure there's maybe some fake sweat in there, but like, I sounded like they did it like three times the entire song in like three long takes, mm-hmm. right? I'm guessing I know the scene because I've seen the real. Yeah, it's and it's in the video. It's in the previews. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. but it's amazing how how much they do of it, right? It's not just mm-hmm. a, and then they cut away to after they let that run, mm-hmm. and they and it's uh, it's it's really good. He does he does a good job. Did you ever see Tar? No, okay. I need to. I was gonna ask for a car- tar comparison. Mm, so. Yeah, never mind. Sorry, I can't give it to you yet. <laughs> tar is great, by the way. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Um, Kate Blanchett was robbed. Kate Blanchett was or, robbed. I don't remember if she won. If she didn't win, she was robbed. <laughs> I don't think she won. I don't think she did either. But I can't remember now. That's been a year ago, Luke. Almost. Um, yeah. So what did I say? I said low fanboy worthy. Great. Um, if you're a fan of biopics, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, the other thing I did was go out to the theater with my family, and we watched Migration, uh, new Illuminations movie. Um, it's cute, better than I expected. Not great. I probably won't be one that I rewatch. Um, <laughs> did Claire like it? Claire loved it. There you go. Fantastic. That's what matters. That's what matters with the kids' movies, and uh, yeah. I what I will say there there's a lot of like it's kind of parenting it's about these ducks that are gonna go migrate ducks the ducks and uh, Kumail Nanjiani is the is the dad duck and I related to him a lot with <laughs> the idea with some of the like desire to protect your kids and how you show them and the world and it's pretty you know paint by numbers but ultimately I still thought it was a it was a fine. Uh, fine film. It probably gets a Matthew McConaughey. Um, if you have kids, it'll be out on a streamer pretty soon, no doubt. So, uh, so yeah, is it DreamWorks or Illumination? Illumination. Illumination. Okay. Nope. So it'll be on. <laughs> Did you say nope? <laughs> no, I said okay. Oh, I was trying to figure out where it most likely go first. Maybe Peacock. Peacock. Who's com? Who? Which one is Comcast now? It's NBC Universal. NBC Universal. So it'll be P- Peacock. Yeah. So probably on Peacock, um, or wherever the other Illumination stuff is. Usually they do those those things in bundles, kind of a deal. So, uh, yeah. News. Are we ready? Or unless you guys, do you guys have? Did you guys watch anything else that you want to talk about? Real quick review. Do a real quick rapid review. I don't think so. Okay. Clearly, we prepped well for this show. Um, any big news stories this week? What do you guys got? I think the big one is just the one that was today, and that Steamboat Willie is officially uh, public domain as of today. Disney uh, stopped fighting. Good for them. And uh, for But us. just Steamboat Willie, not just, Mickey Mouse. Not Correct. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And on the heels of that, a game horror game has already been announced that's right Um, wasted no time whatsoever infestation 88 mickey mouse themed slasher game said to capture the energy of poo blood and honey it's a four-player co-op horror game one of the worst movies of the year exactly what we need allegedly yeah didn't see it i didn't either don't care to don't care to play this game yeah i won't play this game either i just i so i was gonna jokingly ask like how long does it take before we get a horror spinoff of the 
Steamboat Willie property, and uh, obviously it was four hours. Yeah, it was four hours after it became public domain, and it was prior to us even seeing each other today, which was kind of unfortunate. Who's making it? Fantastic. <laughs> I wish that'd be hilarious. <laughs> just another scam. Maybe I don't know who they was just rendered it. a quick trailer. We're like here you go, dude. The trailer does not look good though. Like no. It looks did like did they just most expect... likely render a trailer? It looks like, like a modded Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes, that is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> so, with a yeah, really poor three D Steamboat Willie. Yeah, that's the only news I wrote down today. It's pretty quiet. I mean, it's the holidays. It is. It so, has been pretty quiet. You're um, right. Shh, quiet. James Gunn said they won't show the suit before they start filming for Superman. Not sure if that's a news story or per se, but um, it's kind of like a. It is duh. in a week where there's no news stories. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a duh. A um, Oh, we're watching a new trailer right now. ISS. Oh yeah, I didn't watch what this trailer, this? but I know what it's about. We have a football game up, by the way. Yeah, we're watching the Texas Washington game. Some, Good game, by the way. Some of them. Shout are out to the college football the playoff getting it right Texas this year. Washington. These games have been great. Um, Shout out that pop tart. Dude, yeah. Um, I read the synopsis for this earlier. Yeah, it's a... It's a January movie. It's a January movie, y'all, right? <laughs> it doesn't look good. I've seen the trailer. It doesn't look good. No. What is it about? Um, so it's, it's Russian and American people are in the International Space Station, and war breaks out, and then... The, the countries tell them, take control of the space station. Yeah. And so... A, battle within the space station begins yeah that doesn't sound great <laughs> but they probably team up and at the end yeah to fight, <laughs> to fight godzilla <laughs> space godzilla it's inevitable Dude, have when the rotten tomato score comes out for that and it's at like 98 percent, i'm gonna be like gosh dang it <laughs> well guess what tyler <laughs> it, it won't, won't be <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right well not much news um what else do you guys do this week i know tyler and i did something new I guess you've been playing the finals. Yeah, we played the finals together. We did, and that was—it's pretty fun. Um, Lots of good time. I shouldn't. I need to make sure I play it when I'm sober. Yeah, yeah. You started to struggle there at the end of the night. I got real frustrated with myself. Yeah, couldn't couldn't connect on a few things. And well, that and like Tiger was—it was the first time he'd played it, and like it was a combination of things. We were but it's a fun little co-op, like. It's a multiplayer game, squad, like yeah, friends, yeah, squad sure. based game, and I do think from what I've played, like if you play, you kind of need a squad for yeah. it to be really worth your time. Yeah, I don't know if it's one that will have legs um, for you or in general. In general, okay. I I think there's uh, it's cleaning up po- right now on potential counts. Okay, great. It's doing really well. Well, it I mean it's definitely a game that's built for streaming. Yep. Um, a lot of the Apex streamers have jumped over to it. Oh, apparently, really? yeah. Mm, well, I've also played some Apex this week, yeah. and that's still uh pretty fun. Except for we when you play on New Year's Eve, and all of there are are sweats on the because yeah. <laughs> like you said, all the people with social lives are out. <laughs> all of the noobs were out partying, and I was at home playing I against. Asleep. I was asleep on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Oklahoma City. Yeah, you were. Yeah, what'd you do this week, Luke? That that looked fun. Yeah, um, for New Year's Eve, the OKC Thunder were playing the Brooklyn Nets, so 
me and my brother, my brother's wife, and another friend went down and watched. And it was a lot of fun. It's dope. Gotta gotta watch and get that dub. The Thunder are super good this year, so it's even more fun to watch. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Got home before midnight, so we Whoa. still got to just have so much fun sitting on the couch, trying not to fall asleep, watching the <laughs> whatever is going on in New York or L.A. Mm-hmm. And ball dropped, left, went home, went to bed. Listen. Slept like a baby? Slept pretty good. I was. Nice. We were all so tired on the drive down there. Yeah. Like nobody, <laughs> thankfully Logan, who drove, stayed awake, but had to keep closing my eyes every once in a while. Yeah. So sleepy, man. It's been worn out. Sometimes riding in the car is like I mean Dude, that's riding in the car on a hot day is game over for me. When... <laughs> I fall asleep so fast. Well I got oh, good yeah. news. It oh, was yeah. cold yeah, and gray. Right. <laughs> yeah. When I was a when I was a baby baby, my parents would take me on Just car rides to get me to fall asleep. So that's definitely Ugh. continued. Does Stephanie um, still have to do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sleep, Brent? Oh, okay. Just and then she carries me in. <laughs> tucks you in. Tucks me in bed. Gives you a kiss on your forehead. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, additional thing I did. Um, Dana gifted my daughter and I a tandem gift this year of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Nice. Let's go. And I sat down and watched that with Bryn. And she is obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. So much <laughs> so. She she does say that now. It's so funny. Um, but so much so, this is the the highlight of all of this, um, because it's the first time she's done this. Like we'll listen to Encanto and mm-hmm. you know Coco and and all these musical movies. Um, she said she wanted to listen to Ninja Turtles, and I was like, oh, okay. So I turned on like some of the songs from the movie, like the licensed music. She's like, no, no, not that. Not that. She wants to listen to the movie score. Oh. And it just tore me up inside. That I was is awesome. so proud of her. Um, she likes listening to the score of that movie. And, like... A child of culture. Yeah. So, it's so awesome. Like, Start them young. I, I didn't expect her to enjoy... Yeah, Trent Reznor and um, Atticus... Ross. 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 Yeah, they, they did a great job on it. And she loves it. She, she bebops to it the whole time, and it, it's awesome. She just smiles real big, and I, it makes me so happy. But I did not expect her to like movie scores. So yeah. now I'm like, what can I introduce next? <laughs> I love it. Player of the Dune sketchbook. <laughs> She's going to be like, hmm, I understand this baby dog. Yeah, I know what they're saying. Turns out it wasn't, J- it wasn't <laughs> weird doing noises it was baby talk baby talk so yeah i did that um and just also created a D &D character with my wife and that was really fun let's go it was really cool i need me some more D. &D. yeah so this week let's go we back baby sweet all right well you also played Armored Core. Oh, I did play Armored Core. Oh, Shoot. when you were really Dude, Luke's. remember we were earlier talking about how we totally forgot what we did on Saturday? That is, that is another thing I forgot I did. Uh, after watching example. the holdovers at Luke's, um, I stayed over there till like 12.30 talking football, but I also played Armored Core. So you'll stay up late with Luke, but not with me. Well, it was kind of incidental, but... I kind of held him hostage. But I played... I was uh, like, you I'm going to go leave. slash his tires next time he's over here. It's like, you no, can't leave. You have to play that. this game. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I played Armored Core, and 
Luke loaded up like the tutorial mission for me, and yeah, then yeah. The, the first initial boss fight uh, is at the end of that, obviously. And um, the game feels awesome to play. I feel like it's one of those games. The more time you spend with it, the the better it'll start to mm. feel, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, combat's very satisfying. Movement's very satisfying. The boss fight at the end of the tutorial is hard. <laughs> uh, I tried it twice. The first time I got, I, I stayed alive for a while, but I did not do like any damage. Um, second time I got him pretty far down. Halfway. Uh, yeah, about halfway down, and I was like, "Dang, okay." Um, but no, that game's cool. Yeah. Like the aesthetics, great. Um, Luke was showing me some of the ACs he's built. They're freaking dope. Yeah. I was like, dude, you could do like <laughs> anything in this game. Um, yeah, it's a cool game. It's not one I, I kind of told Luke this. It's not one that I I think I'll play. Um, but I do think it's awesome. It is literally playing an anime. Um. Yeah to a T like mm. watching Luke kind of hop skate across like a, a <laughs> distance to attack somebody. Like it looks straight out of an anime. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've seen yeah, it in an episode before with my laser sword. <laughs> Dude, it's so cool. Um, yeah, that game is freaking so cool. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch somebody play it for the first time. Oh, man. Too, Cause yeah. you're just like, is this what I look like? <laughs> yeah, because like I was trying to like sprint a lot, and it's not what you do. <laughs> yeah, if you hit the sprint button, you just yeah, you like no. boost like really far, and <laughs> I kept doing that and running into areas I shouldn't be, and yeah, it's... you did the same thing I did on my first like when I initially killed the tutorial boss where you're about to slash him with your sword and you hit the out of bounds wall. Yes. Oh no. Dude, I was going to wreck him too, man. I was going to do a bunch of damage there. Yeah. No, it, it's awesome though. I definitely understand the appeal. Nice. Um, if it ever went on like a deep, deep, deep discount, I might pick it up, honestly. Maybe it'll go on Game Pass. I would play it if it went to Game Pass. I'd boot it up. I think it's, it's sick. And also seeing like some of the stuff Luke was pulling off, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah... Also, um, I don't know. I don't know if this fits into accessibility in the game awards, but one of the best controller configuration layouts I think I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I was saying when I reviewed it, there needs to be a game. Um, what did I say? Controller integration as an award yeah like this how, is how does your game use a controller to make it just work well? yeah how does it make it more immersive experience because some games you p- play you're just like i have to change this up right Baldur's gate is another one yeah i'd be like this would have got nominated for this award because mm-hmm. the way you do combat in that game is so annoyingly simple <laughs> and it feels like it's built for mouse and keyboard but it doesn't feel like you're losing anything th- on a controller i think mm-hmm. more people play it on controller probably I know, like, Jordan yeah. um, who plays it on a PC. He played on a controller. So, get rid of some eSports categories, Game Awards, and there's one for Yeah, you. controller <laughs> integration. Because, yeah, like, the Armored Core control scheme is is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It feels good to play. Very intuitive. Next, nice. next Game Awards, I'm going to just make that my own little award and present it myself. There you go. Just call up uh, Jeff Keeley and be like, hey, I'm presenting this award at the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you have nothing to do with it. I've made my own trophy. Yeah. Just spray paint an old controller gold. <laughs> Get like an old GameCube controller because that's the best controller of all time. Yep. And uh, spray paint it gold and then give that to the winner. Yep. I approve of this. Right. Jeff, it's happening we'll whether hit up you Jeff. like it or not. We're on a first name basis. Yep. My name Jeff. My name Jeff. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. No fan box. No fan box questions today. Oh, man. <laughs> um, that's okay. That's, I'm tired. Yeah. 
Uh, join us next week, though. I think crying at Iron Claw made me more tired. Dude, crying after a movie makes me super <laughs> tired, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, join us next week as we talk about our favorites slash the best from 2023. Is it favorite or both? Maybe it's both. <laughs> Uh, we'll also maybe talk about our least favorites slash the worst. Um, oh, we already did that last week. He's not wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't talk about the worst TV and game we played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's true. a little harder for game though because I didn't really play a bad game this year. Dude, there was so many good there ones. wasn't a game like Scorn that I hated this year. Yeah. Well, we'll have to think about that this week, and we'll be back next week with our fam fanboy awards. Um, and then the week after that, look forward to our 2024 prediction episode. I predict um, that I will fall asleep during an episode of 2024. <laughs> Tyler's getting older by the second. Yes. That is a fact. As are we all. But yes, especially me. Except for Benjamin Button. He's getting younger by the second. He's not real, though. Yeah, he's fake. What the f- that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't part of that movie. That I hate, wasn't real. I hate to burst your bubble, Brett, but that was not a true story. I don't believe you. I don't want to ruin movie magic for you. You already have. <laughs> you just did. Oh. Anyways, thanks for watching and hanging out with us on Twitch or YouTube or via the podcast. So we'll see you next week. Goodbye.